Hey everyone, we are back with day number 127 of the Read the Bible in a Year podcast, and today we are starting a new book in the Old Testament. We are starting in 1 Samuel. So we're going to start with uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1, and go through chapter 2, verse 21. So we will get started. There was a man from Ramath Aim Zophim in the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham. Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zephu, an Ephraimite. He had two wives, the first named Hannah and the second named Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah was childless. This man would go up from his town every year to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of armies at Shiloh, where Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were the Lord's priests. Whenever Elkanah Offered to sacrifice, he always gave portions of meat to his wife, Peninnah, and to each of her sons and daughters. But he gave a double portion to Hannah, for he loved her even though the Lord had kept her from conceiving. Her rival would taunt her severely, just to provoke her, because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving. Year after year, when she went up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way. Hannah would weep and would not eat. Hannah! Why are you crying? Her husband Elkanah would ask. Why won't you eat? Why are you troubled? Am I not better to you than ten sons? On one occasion, Hannah got up after they ate and drank at Shiloh. The priest, Eli, was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. Deeply hurt, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of armies, if you will take notice of your servant's affliction, remember and not forget me, and give your servant a son, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and his hair will never be cut. While she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to be drunk on wine? Get rid of your wine. No, my lord, Hannah replied, I am a woman with a broken heart. I haven't had any wine or beer. I've been pouring out my heart before the Lord. Don't think of me as a wicked woman. I've been praying from the depth of my anguish and resentment. Eli responded, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant the request you've made of him. May your servant find favor with you, she replied. Then Hannah went on her way, and she ate no longer, or she, she ate and no longer looked despondent. The next morning, Elkanah and Hannah got up early to worship before the Lord. Afterward, afterward, they returned home to Ramah. Then Elkanah was intimate with his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. After some time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Sam, Samuel because she said, I requested him from the Lord. When Elkanah and, his, and all his household went up to make the annual sacrifice and his vow offering to the Lord, Hannah did not go and explain to her husband, After the child is weaned, I will take him to appear in the Lord's present, presence and to stay there permanently. Her hus- husband, Elkanah, re- my, re- replied, Do what you think is best and stay here until you've weaned him. May the Lord confirm your word. So Hannah stayed there and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him with her to Shiloh, as well as the three, a three-year-old bull, half a bushel of flour, and a clay jar of wine. Though the boy was still young, she took him in the Lord's house at Shiloh. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the boy to Eli. 
Please, my lord, she said, as surely as you live, my lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the lord. I prayed for this boy, and since the lord gave me what I asked for him, I now give the boy to the lord. For as long as he lives, he is given to the lord. Then he worshipped the lord here, or there. Chapter 2 Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted up by the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. And there is no rock like our God. Do not boast so proudly or let arrogant words come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge and actions are weighed by him. The bows of the bows of warriors are broken, but the feeble are clothed with strength. Those who are full... <clears throat> Those who are full hire themselves out for food, but those who are starving hunger no more. The woman who is childless gives birth to seven, but the woman with many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and gives life. He sends some down to Sheol, and he raises others up. The Lord brings poverty and gives wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the trash heap. He seats them with noble men, and he gives them a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the world on them. He guards the steps of his faithful ones, but the wicked perish in darkness, for a person does not prevail by his own strength. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder in the heavens against him. The Lord will be judged that the Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give power to his king. He will lift up the horn of his anointed. Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy served the Lord in the presence of the priest Eli. Eli's sons were wicked men. They did not respect the Lord or the priests or share the sacrifices from the people. When anyone offered a sacrifice, the priest's servants would come with a three-pronged meat fork while the meat was boiling and plunge it into the container kettle, cauldron, or cooking pot. The priest would claim for himself whatever the meat fork brought up. This is how they treated, or this is the way they treated all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Even before the fat was burned, the priest servant would come and say to the one who was sacrificing, give the priest some meat to roast because he won't accept boiled meat from you, only raw. If that person said to him, the fat must be burned first. Then you can take whatever you want for yourself. The servant would reply, No, I insist that you hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. So the servant's sin was very severe in the presence of the Lord because the men treated the Lord's offering with contempt. Samuel served in the Lord's presence. This mere boy was dressed in linen, in the linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife. May the Lord give you children by this woman in place of the one she has given to the Lord. Then they would go home. The Lord had paid attention to Hannah's need, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. And we will stop there in Samuel, and we will move to the Gospel of John. We are continuing through that Gospel. And we are in John chapter 5, and we are going to read verses 1 through 23. <clears throat> After this, a Jewish festival took place, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethsaida. Or no, it's called Bethesda. Sorry, <laughs> wrong word. Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well and picked up his mat and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, this is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. He replied, The man who made me well told me to pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you, Pick up your mat and walk, they asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin any more, so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Jesus responded to them, My father is still working, and I am working also. This is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even called God calling God his own father, making himself to equal or making himself equal to God. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, the Son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son likewise does these things. For the Father, Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son also gives life to whom he wants. The Father, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all people may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And we will stop there for today in the Gospel of John and move to Psalm number 105. And we are in Psalm 105, verse 37. Through 45. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert, for he remembered his holy promise to Abraham his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they inherited what other people had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. And now, moving to Proverbs. And this is Proverbs 14, 28 through 29. A large population is a king's splendor, but a shortage of people is a ruler's devastation. A patient person go shows great understanding, but a quick-tempered one promotes foolishness. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.